Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Once again, Midfly Brawl is brought to you by our good mates at Heaps Normal, award-winning, non-alcoholic, delicious, independent beer. They've got the new stout out as well, non-alcoholic stout. If you want to give it a go, get to heapsnormal.com, chuck in duty free at checkout for free shipping around Australia. You having a sip right now, mate? <sighs> yeah. Tell you what, we went to the Good Chat boys the other night, which is mm. one of the best venues going around. Even better now. It's been done up. I walked up to the bar. The guy didn't even say anything. Just turned around, grabbed a can of heaps, cracked it, gave it to me. I said, well, that is presumptuous, <laughs> but yes, please. <laughs> Get I still object, but thank you, mate. They're bloody everywhere now, and they do. Yeah. They ship them. They ship them quick. So if you're looking for a little break off the sauce, you know what to do. Heapsnormal.com. Tell them the boys sent you. Yes. Hey, I'm Nick Cody, and I'm Luke Heggie. Throughout human history, there've been countless scuffles, melees, and fracasses. When planes were invented, we didn't magically just stop belting the shit out of each other. So ladies and gentlemen, strap in, kick your shoes off, recline your seat without checking, drink your duty-free and start staring aggressively at strangers. This is Mid-Flight Brawl. Mid-air madness, passengers trading blows. Mid-air brawl on board a scoot flight from the Gulf Coast. At LAX. Thrown off a flight from Bali. A disruptive passenger on board. Cussing, screaming, spitting, even urinating. Many of them have been captured on cell phones. Where's the lady that's not in the I hope this crashes. Out the fucking door! Welcome to Midfly Brawl. Any tip rat can fly now, and here's what happens when they do. I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. How's it going, mate? Mate, great. Big weekend. We're just hanging out. We're hanging out in, uh, in God's country, Queensland. Yeah. Good stuff. We make it great in the Sunshine State. What a bloody good time we had. Two sold out shows, a good chat, comedy. Thanks to everyone that came out to those. And then uh, Saturday morning. Uh, we woke up and we headed up to uh, to beautiful Townsville for a Grapes of Mirth. I was woken up a bit earlier than expected. I was woken up. I can tell you the exact time I was woken up, actually, Heggy. Oh, yeah? Because it's here in a WhatsApp group. The time oh. I was woken up. Yeah, we, um, it was 5.58 a.m. is when I was woken up because Heggy and I decided to split a twin room. I'm going to have to stop you there because I was woken yeah. up hours earlier. I was just lying awake listening to you chainsawing logs. For hours, such as Mate, reading away. You got noise-cancelling nah, noise, noise headphones, and that's what I had on, fast asleep. Because we started on the heaps normals at uh, a good chat and then transitioned into the snore makers. And uh, <laughs> this is what I was woken up by. I honestly thought I've been woken up by two earthquakes in Victoria in the last few months, and I thought an earthquake's happening again, but nah. Look over to the twin bed across from me, and it's one Luke Heggie recording his own farts. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, sunshine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> oh, well. <clears throat> Got to take There's the good something- the bad, don't you, mate? Mate, there's something pretty good too about having the exact noise that has woken you up sent to a WhatsApp group on your phone. Caught it forever. I should have caught it your snoring. Relentless. <laughs> Was it that In bad? Sleep or wink. Oh. My wife does say, if I, yeah, over, if I get over eight standards. I mean, I have assaulted you before, so it wasn't, or maybe it was my frame of mind. It wasn't as bad as, as ever, but uh, you're going to have to watch that. You're not too far off a CPAP. When did you assault me? Oh, last win room you had, I reckon. I gave you a few hits. <laughs> There's no way. I'm not getting a CPAP. Fuck that. <laughs> Absolutely not. Don't need one when, you, when you're a divorcee, do you? <laughs> <laughs> Bit of drunk snoring's never hurt anyone. Yeah, that's the best cure for snoring. Become single. Oh, uh, I'd sleep so deep then. Be no kids in the bed fucking punching me. Yeah. The dream. Man. Great weekend. It was, uh, as you mentioned, Brisbane show is pretty good, I think. They'll be out, uh, well, one's about to proceed this and then mm-hmm. another one in a week or so. Uh, Townsville gig was excellent. What a really good time. Some listeners turned up there, which was nice too. Yeah. And apologies for the scheduling issues. Yeah. We uh, didn't do a show. But we're going we're gonna to record it. Any- it's prepared, so I'll do it at some stage. Just prepend- pretend we're in Townsville and uh, do it pretty soon. Bloody good night up there. The uh, flight home, though, you had to fly home at Sparrow's Fart Sunday morning. Yeah, two flights. Any issues? Good to go? No, I don't think so. I had to get woken up for the safety thing because I was in the emergency row. Yeah. They're really, they're really gentle waking you up. Why don't you just poke me? What do you mean? It's <laughs> good. I think I know. I was also in the emergency row on my flight home on a little Qantas Link Embraer. So it's the instead of three seats, three seats, it's the two and two. I was in the emergency row. Yeah. Hot diggity. Can't wait to have a bit of a bloody kip on the way back before fronting up and facing the family. Yeah. After having a big weekend with you. Facing the music. And, and the crew. Whoa. <laughs> and uh, there was a bloke at the airport who was walking around. There were a bunch of flights going out of Townsville at the time our flight was going. And I saw a bloke, six, seven, 140 kilos. Ooh. Covered in tats, head to toe, had Crocs on. And yeah. I thought, there's no way out of every seat on every flight leaving this town right now oh. that that massive bloke will end up next to me. And of course, fucking hell. Well, he was an absolute two seater. You may, you may hear, if you just hear daddy being yelled in the background right now, it's my wife has not given my sons a heads up. They've just come back and uh, I'm doing oh, stuff. Okay. Yeah, whatever. I can't yeah. hear it. Who cares? It's life, isn't it? This bloke was massive. Yeah. Sit next to you. Yeah. Was he Huge. in the window? Yeah, he was in the window. I was in the aisle. Okay. Um, Slightly better. Yeah, he was sort of in the window and a bit of my seat too. Just a, like a big, strong unit. Mm. The good news was, though, he weighed so much that it actually pushed his seat back. Oh, okay. So I still got to sit all right, you know? Yeah. Did they come and ask him to put his seat forward? Said it is. Oh, no, they just okay. they left him alone. No, blokes like they, that anything, do you? No, they know what's happened. Brilliant. I mean, people have got to get around. So good on everybody. I don't know if you're picking that up, but now the younger one's having a crack. Okay. Only- Can't pick up a thing, mate. Don't worry about it. Conrad will work his magic and you'll just be like a lunatic talking about something that's not there. <laughs> During lockdown and stuff, I remember the boss at the radio station going, mate, would you ever, if it, if you if you're ever in a pickle, you can do radio from home. No, I can't. Yeah, they'll kick the door in six oh one a.m. 
Well, some, remember that we talked about this before, that newsreader in Britain, I believe, he was doing it from home. Mm. Went, yeah. Kid came in, went fight. He was a hero, an absolute hero for that. So look at that. I thought his, I thought his wife got the credit for scooching in and grabbing the kid. Oh, yeah, but he was still, you know, residuals. Like, look at him. Yeah. He's got a child and a job. It's incredible. Probably first bloke ever to do that. Well, there was all these uh, – there was a big thing last week, I think, public the public sector in Victoria. I don't know if it was across Australia or just Victoria. Maybe it was across Australia. They're allowed to request to work from home. Yep. Um, and just ongoing. Oh, and I don't, full-time I don't know. Un- yeah, unless you live an hour out of the city. But even then, if you've got young kids in the house, there is no not fucking way you are getting no. work done. There's no way. No. Unless – you know, unless you've got a real 50 set up with the partner, you know, and there's a menacing stare while you've got a ciggy hanging out your mouth. and Oh, yeah. It gets said, I'll take him out for the day. Yeah? Okay. They take three mm. hours to get ready, go out for an hour and then come back. <laughs> so not much is getting done. <laughs> you've got to leave. I mean, you could, realistically, you could set up in your car now. I wouldn't mind just sitting in my car all day working. Dave Thornton, who was on um, Grapes and Mirth with us, he told us he was on a he did a podcast with a footballer, and he's like, "Where are the studios?" And the footy player said, "Mate, I'll will come to you. I know this guy, a podcast producer, who's just got a van. Oh, great! And they've decked they've decked out the inside of this van. What like a, a stakeout full, van? Yeah, full podcast studio. Awesome. That's what we should do. Let's have a van. <laughs> I drive that down once oh. a week." Mate. And just I, <laughs> sit in yeah. it outside yours, sleep in it, whatever. That'd be sick. Yeah. <laughs> Man, an A-team van, that's that's not off the table. Wouldn't mind that at all. <laughs> MFB team van. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we – we didn't really discuss this beforehand too. You might have to cut this out if not. But uh, 9-11 in July is on, the abuse. Oh, of um, course. So we'll have to get that up for yeah, patrons. Yeah, right now. If you get to, if you get over to our uh, patreon.com slash midfly brawl, the patrons will already be able to see it. But uh, it's your chance, patrons, to just get a free shot in at the uh, at the scabs. Get stuck right in. We'll start reading them out as of next week. Um, slide them into the episode. So good stuff, mate. Get on patreon.com slash midfly brawl. Also, show's coming up. Heggy, I know. This weekend, you're down in my fine city of Melbourne, yeah. July 21, 22, Comedy Republic, and then September 2 and 3, you're up a good chat again in Brizzy doing a split show with Chris Ryan, LukeHeggy.com for those tickets. Yep. All on. What are you doing? What do you got? What have I got coming up? Yeah. Man, I've got enough jobs on at the minute. Oh, right. I'm not doing any touring stuff for a bit. Uh, I've got, well, we've got September 9th. Sydney, Consalis, 4 p.m. live mid-flight brawl. Tickets are going fast because the Patreon members got first dibs. Get to midflightbrawl.com for those tickets. Damn straight. Jump in. Might even do some stand-up later if you want to stick around. Done up. Yeah. yeah, I've got uh, – I'm going back to Vegas. That's what I'm doing next month. Oh, yeah. What for? Man, living the dream with the radio show. That's two, oh, trips, that's right. to Ve- two trips to Vegas in one year. Brilliant! It um it 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 honestly it brings a tear to my eye. I I love it. it. Vegas, you only don't like Vegas if you try and fight what Vegas actually is. Yeah, 
if you like it for more than a couple of days, you've got some problems. Oh, of course. Yeah, to live there, you'd have to be a psycho. But yep. uh, yeah, to travel to adult Disneyland, Las <laughs> Vegas, oh, it is. It's the best. I, I don't understand why I ever see children there and I don't understand why I ever see adults by themselves at Disneyland. You're in the wrong spot. Oh, Flip that around. That's worse, I reckon. I reckon that's actually yep. worse. At least in Vegas, you'd take a kid to a show or something that they're desperate to see. Disneyland yep. as an adult without kids shouldn't be allowed. Should be on a, <laughs> should have to present your passport and go on to Interpol for that. We've spoken about it before. The big like Legoland Centre down in Melbourne. Yeah. Uh, my mate Leon tried to go and he didn't have kids with him and they went, nah, you're not coming in. That's awesome. <laughs> Unreal. You're probably already on a watch list if that's your standard MO. Yeah. You're going through the laptop next time you're at the airport. But yeah. before we get into the episode, each week if we're down the line from each other for the intro, Heggy's got a Zoom background with a grim history attached. This one, a little bit hard to – and it looks – I don't know if it's like an old school – looks like yeah. a huge – what is it, a farm or like a pub? It's it's what they call a ranch. A ranch. Uh, your favourite country, this? the greatest Where country on earth, California. Oh, California. Whose ranch is this? Give me a tip. See if I can give me a clue. He, uh, he had a, it was a bloke, a bloke what a great bloke, just a great bloke who managed to have a family, not really his family, but a bunch of women who did a bit of his dirty work for him. Oh, look, oh Charlie. Old, uh, Charlie Manson. Charlie Manson. Yeah. This I think Charlie's he. Ranch. Uh, he um, was one of his followers in the news this week, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's what put it to my front of mind. Leslie Van Houten, uh, she got out of jail after 52 years. Yeah. She was in the La Bianca murders. She didn't murder Sharon Tate, who was more famous than the La Biancas, yeah. but she still did some little murderous stuff. Mm. No remorse, didn't give a shit. Turned up to court with something fucking scratched into her forehead. Oh, yeah, she had an X on her forehead. Yeah. The most basic of all <laughs> symbols. <laughs> Couldn't take it that little bit further. <laughs> X marks the spot. There's a fuckhead here. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> well, let's get into the episode. This is the first live show that we recorded in Brisbane last week. Thanks to everyone that came out to the Brizzy live shows. They're an absolute ripper. Uh, enjoy the ep. We'll see you next week. Righto. See you, mate. Let's do it. Woo! Oh, yes. Welcome to Midfly Brawl. Any tip rack can fly now, and here's what happens when they do. I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. Thanks for coming out in Brizzy. Uh, God's country. And wow, are we in Brizzy indeed? I was very happy to find out when I landed today Krispy Kreme at the airport. Fools. I'd up. never seen it. Is that new? No. How, how old's the Krispy? They've done up the Krispy Kreme. All right, they've done it up. It's a full cafe now. It's a fucking cafe. There's barista coffee at a Krispy Kreme. Now I've seen everything. Yuck. In, in, um, in vaguely MFB-related news... Sorry. Um, Ric Flair's been in the news just today. Your mate. Oh, Ric Flair has been in the news. Does everyone know who Ric Flair is? Yeah. If you don't know, he's styling, profiling. It's Ric Flair. Ric Flair has a new energy drink, which is what all 70-odd-year-old, 74-year-old ex-wrestlers should put out. 
My fa- it's my favourite headline ever. Ric Flair's empire growing at 74 years old with unique energy drink. Makes you think, is the quote. Makes you think, doesn't it? He's, he's tried all the rest. He's getting his second wind at 74, this bloke. He's tried all the rest, he said, and this one actually makes yeah. you think. It doesn't... You don't get foggy, you don't get a come down. No, no, no. He said uh, other, other mass market energy drinks has given him anxiety or he's had big crashes, but this was not the case with his own blend. And again, another great quote. This stuff actually lasts all day long. This is the God's honest truth. I drank two, one at 3pm and one at 7pm. <laughs> and at 5am I was still staring at the ceiling. <laughs> I think I know what's in it. <laughs> oh. By the way, how good's Good Chat looking? Yes, I haven't no, been here since Good Chat's fucking... The boys are smashing it. I don't know if you came, any of you came here to the last one we did. But it was, it was, we're over there, it was rubbish. <laughs> this is much better. Yeah. They've done a good job. Although they are still letting, as I was walking in before, there was someone that came in here tonight wearing moccasins. So uh. anyone want to put their hand up? Brisbane winter wear, isn't it? <laughs> Straight from a wedding to good chat. Um, man, I checked into a hotel this evening, this afternoon, or tried to. Um, At MFB HQ, we try and keep the uh, overheads down, so we will do a twin. We're not above that, all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just because he's a darling of the ABC and I'm a uh, constant fourth chair on the project doesn't mean we don't mind splitting a twin room. And I've turned up late, and what yeah. had happened? Because oh, I was flying up from Melbourne, you were already here. Well, the guy on the reception, he knew who you were, big fan. One of your mates yeah. there. My mate, um, yeah. Your mate. I mentioned yeah. your name and I was, I was coming and he said, yeah, well, I don't know you. <laughs> How would you? Like, I'd... <laughs> but he said, oh, he started on the radio just as I started listening to podcasts. I thought, that's interesting because, funnily enough, we're doing a podcast together tonight, in fact, just close to here. He goes, yeah, well, I probably wouldn't know it. I don't listen to the mainstream ones. I only listen to ones about Doctor Who. Oh, fuck. And... My so, mate? Are you sure it was my mate? Very. S- sounds like your mate. So, fucking... <laughs> after I got him in a headlock and stole his lunch money, he, d- he didn't let me in the room. He's like, no, you, you know... So what are you going to... F- I'll be in the twin room on a bed. Nick's going to come in. You don't think he'll think something's up if it's not... <laughs> like a fucking... Ser- I'm not trying to... He thought I was your stalker or something. It was embarrassing. <laughs> you know, for you. But you give off those vibes. Yeah. <laughs> Real manifesto. Vibes. Um, um, but the problem, I finally turn up. I land in Brisbane. There's all the text messages from him. Fucking call. Cunts not let me in. I'm going to bash someone. Oh. And, <laughs> which are just, I assume, texts that are the only texts he sent from his phone. The one of three choices. I got them all. And I called him. He made me speak to the receptionist. He gets to the room. I turn up to our room, open the door, and he said, I've just been doing a shit with the door open. <laughs> he was too late. <laughs> Couldn't stand any longer. Had to get out of there. Uh, man, we should kick on there. Oh, what's it? Um, do you have anything else? No, I'm, I'm leaving next. No, week. you're. Yeah, you're off to France. Yes. And you told me something which does not help uh, people's view on you as being an absolute <laughs> fucking psycho. What? And what? What is your plan for your three weeks in France? What do you really want to achieve? Well, I don't want to achieve anything, but it's like it's only three weeks. So I was thinking of just keeping the schedule of Australia and just. Ignore just being like nocturnal while I'm there, <laughs> and then 
I'll still on be able a, to help a, out and shit, but like on between... a family holiday. <laughs> you say that, but at the dinner table, I can just tune out. Like, it's. I just want to go to bed over there from like 9 a.m. till 5 p.m. I'll still be able to help. Like in the morning, I'll get up and do some gardening and shit, and then in the evening, I can you know cut veggies or whatever needs doing, and then just stay up all night. I'll be able to record this at a time that suits you, like middle of the night over there. Yeah. And then just. And why does your family holiday sound like you thoughts. just work on a farm? <laughs> I'll, I'll help garden and then cut up veggies. You know, fucking, it's on seventeen twenty, cunt. No, Get yeah. Uber Eats. Funnily enough, you know, people still cut veggies these days. Yeah. They don't just sucker blur. Ring up some guy on a motorbike. But I, I had a mate of mine. I found that very funny that you're just going to keep the same schedule as here because I had a mm. mate of mine, Benny, in high school who once for school holidays in the western suburbs of Melbourne, Hoppers Crossing, 3029, Cold Logan. Um, <laughs> he... We had so... We just had no cash and we were so bored that his holiday plan was to start sleeping two hours later every night. So he was going to do a full lap of the clock. <laughs> so he'd go to bed 10pm, midnight, 2am, 4am, 6, what 8, the, What 10, was the aim? To go in a day? To run the clock. Oh, OK. <laughs> Be jet lagged at home. That is, <laughs> it's going overseas on the cheap. Really nothing on it. <laughs> but you say that. We're at the pub on Sunday for the UFC, and two of my mates, one of them being his brother, turned up, and I gave him a hug, and they felt like that fucking brick wall. And they're in their mid thirties, and I said, "You boys been lifting weights?" And my mate, <laughs> sorry, Conrad, you've got to beep out all these names. He said, "We're on that TRT, brother." Testosterone replacement therapy, if you don't uh, know. Yeah. And I said, what, what doctor do you know that gave you that? And we said, whoa, Stallone. whoa, 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 who said doctor cunt? <laughs> <laughs> He's just been going to Broad Meadows, another outer suburb, and just getting some random shooting him up with testosterone. Brilliant. Seems to be working, though, so. Yeah, all right. Dead in five years. Um, you think, <laughs> yeah, we better kick this off. Haven't got all night. Um... In keeping with this momentous day of days uh, commemorating the storming of the Bastille, it's, it's July 14 for the listeners at home. Um, we've kept the themes vaguely French here. Um, Your choice of topic, obviously. Yeah. The, um... Few, few... Just picture him doing some gardening and cutting up veggies. <laughs> <laughs> to his favourite song, whatever this is. Um, I tell you what, Man, I know people have two families, and that's what they call living a double life. Yeah. But here, you're fucking yelling "Go Queensland" at a TV, yeah. and then you go over there and you speak French and listen to that while you go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> that's more psychotic to me than two families. Nah. <laughs> I mean, with the nocturnalism will help with like over there. There's been some troubles recently. I don't know if anyone's seen the news. No one watches the news unless it's over in under sixty seconds now. But there's there's been. Yeah, you know, there's been some troubles yeah. over there. They love a protest. Um, mm. Not known for their strength, the French. I will, I'm going to be out all night tip, helping them tip cars. <laughs> <laughs> they love a car tip. You're like, you're like when they send the SAS to help the Afghani police. Yeah, oh, they send you, it's like, all right, cunts, this is how you peg an egg. I'll sort it out. <laughs> well, actually, I looked into this. The, um, the last Olympic gold medal in weightlifting for the Frogs, 1932. Oh. Never even podiumed in the world's strongest man competition. 
Those, those blokes, I mean, you talk your TRT That's and shit, but they don't live well into their twilight years, do they? <laughs> shit, they do. They're lifting boulders onto plinths yeah. and pulling trucks uphill with their teeth and shit. It's, it's good TV. <laughs> yeah. If, if they can, make it if to you 50, can... they fart and an organ comes out their fucking nose or something. Oh. If you can be like a Flintstone with your arms out the side of a car and using your feet to carry the chassis along, yeah. you live in dog years. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, first incident. We've got a few incidents here. First incident tonight is uh, Air France, August 29, 2022. Ooh, fuck, that is close. Fresh indeed. It's pretty fresh. We're talking Geneva to Paris. Uh, first bit, it's a bit of an entree, really, but an hors d'oeuvre. Or oh. your mate. Or as you'd call it, some jats and French onion dip. <laughs> maybe, a, maybe a devil on horseback or a deviled egg, cheese hey, ball. Green, whatever. A, a mini green pickled onion. Some fucking, yeah. Pineapple chunks wrapped in Devon and with a toothpick. <laughs> Hey, I'm not above a ham steak, mate. <laughs> ham steak with a pineapple ring on it. I gotta say, little, little, you know, little entree thing. They used to be far more colourful and spherical than they are now. What do you Watch mean? It. 70s uh, finger oh. food was fucking unreal. I yeah. know you weren't, didn't see it, but it was superb. I didn't. A lot of, lot of colour, a lot of variety. <laughs> Real good. Fruit, meat, all there. I, I remember going to a next door neighbour's party as a kid and they had caviar dip. I was like, now we've made it. <laughs> I didn't realise they were two different things. Yeah. So <laughs> like this ACDC fan's doing well. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Geneva Airport, GVA. Never been there, metaphorically or otherwise. I don't think it's ever featured on here. No, Geneva. Don't think so. Doesn't seem the place for violence. It's where they make the rules, yeah. More high-end pickpocketry, I reckon, down at the, <laughs> down at the Bivulgari outlet. Um, <laughs> I noticed wa watches are as popular as ever, aren't they? I don't see too many in the front row. Good on you. But, um... <laughs> fucking defunct, aren't they? End of an empire situation, that. It's just jewellery. watch? Yeah. Watch is nice. Jewellery for men. Like, it's... Your phone, there's some, like, good quality, actual good time. They give good time, a phone. <laughs> you don't Mine know how to use them. never been wrong. Yeah. And yet men are wearing watches. So... <laughs> anyway. Um... <laughs> If you want to... Whatever it is with you, it's what you don't have and then you work backwards. Yeah. <laughs> Second car, they're for fucking tip rats, aren't they? <laughs> Wouldn't need one. Why do you need two cars? <laughs> Why do you need Arsehole to own no a hemorrhoids on it. Well, no, you're hoity-toity. No. Push well, when you, you shit like a man. If you want to watch, though, did I buy that? You did is help it... buy that. Yeah. For my 30th. It's if still going. Know. Yeah, but it's, you've got to wind it and shit, don't you? Well, no, you don't. It's, actually, it's no battery. It's wrist. Oh, just okay. it's fine. I forget the actual term. You've never it's had to wrist, change the time. Just in case you're wondering. <laughs> fuck, fuck, Cody's watch has got Movement. wrist technology. <laughs> what a gift he you've was given. You've never had to change the time. Never had to change the time once on that. No, if you, if you don't wear it for a few days, it stops. What if you just lie down and do nothing for a few days? <laughs> It'll stop. Fuck, I think I'd all... It, no, you'd have to move it. You'd have to be dead. No. <laughs> I'm, I could die and my phone will still tell the right time. <laughs> so. For three yeah. hours, you're fucking iPhone 4. It's probably on fire somewhere. 
Uh, I mean, if you're in the market for a watch, and traditionalists often do turn to the Swiss for their timepieces. Um, I suppose the airport's as good a place as any. There's about a dozen watch shops at Geneva Airport. I've always balked at that sort of thing. Like, I've, I feel the same way about Ugg boots. If you're buying, like, Ugg boots at an airport, you better be a fucking billionaire. That is... <laughs> you've abs- the mark-up. Oh, it's a crazy thing to... Like, big-ticket items at an airport, you've got no respect for anything. Like, <laughs> it's just a fucking... But, I wouldn't even buy a book at an airport. I don't, I don't know. I've bought a drink before, and I've been disgusted at that when I bought a drink. Like, what the fuck did I do that for (laughs) afterwards? Crazy crazy place to be buying anything. Don't do it. If you didn't see, last time you went to France, you just took one Vegemite sandwich on board. (laughs) I don't have Vegemite sandwich. And had it on the fold-out table, staring at a screen with nothing on it. Which, how they didn't turn that around. I didn't have a veggie my sandwich. That's propaganda. I'm not Shane Warne. Sandwich. <laughs> what did you have on it? I don't know. It was a sandwich of some description. It wasn't veggie my, though. Oh, OK. It's crazy talk. <laughs> um, at the airport, though, at Geneva, you can get some Swiss chocolate, too. I reckon, it, I reckon that's been overdone. Swiss, are, Swiss chocolate's fine. No, I, I used to knock the Swiss for their lint blocks. I used to have a bit... Because it's just a warm-up. It's like 80 grams. Yeah, just knock a block off. But then they've got some big... Like, they're beating Toblerone for insane size at an airport. Yeah. It's dumb, though. They're I doing, just... like, uh, Tatslotto winner check yeah. size lint block. Fuck. It's a, I mean, it's fine. Swiss chocolate's better than fruit nut or top deck or something, but it's not... <laughs> it's you always bring up it's fruit not, nut because I said I liked it. Yeah. It's not bad. Toblerone's their, their flagship. Mm. It's much like Foss's is our premium export beer. It's fucking... <laughs> it's rubbish. Um... Probably my favourite shop, though, in Geneva Airport, in the entire concourse, is a Victorinox shop selling pocket knives. What a, f- what a business. Like just... just past security? Yeah. Or just before? Do they get them all back? No, it's before. That's how they get you. Well, they, ca- they get them back. They go to security, flick them a tenner, <laughs> get them back, never have to restock the shelves. What a fucking business. Never. Has anyone actually used everything on a Swiss Army knife? Because I got one as a kid, but I got shaky hands and I bite my nails. So I could pretty much get out the corkscrew. Yeah, right. And the rest I just had to And then drop work. it. Yeah. And run away screaming. <laughs> um, yeah, I've used them all. Um, <laughs> after... <laughs> Childish bragging at 48. So... <laughs> Whatever, man. Yeah. I've used them for them. Yeah. So after, after, um, after taking off from Geneva, the co-pilot refused to follow an order from the captain. Uh, insubordination, sign of the times, isn't it? I reckon like, <laughs> blindly following a superior to certain death is a thing of the past, at least for the West. Some of those, some of those other guys, that's different, isn't it? Yeah. Like ever, since, ever since Blind Faith's been on the wane in the West, it's difficult to, to recruit too many of your kamikaze types. No one's doing that. <laughs> Women questioning this second life business and <laughs> makes us all put too much stock in this one. <laughs> Ever since, like, Gallipoli and the likes received too much negative press for, <laughs> for that sort of over-the-top you go, fucking do it for your country. I Only like... you would think that. The same bloke who, the other week, if you didn't hear the episode, at the end we are talking about the movie Seven and... <laughs> If you've never seen the movie Seven, I will spoil it now. It's been long enough. It came out in 95. He's a cop and his, his, wife's, his pregnant wife's head is in a box. 
and he realises that that's what's in the box and he's, he yelled, what's in the box? And Heggy said, bit of overacting. <laughs> was. As if there's any other way to handle the news that your pregnant wife's head is in a box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he, sc- he screamed it three or four times. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> I've... That's not what you'd do. No one here would do that. Absolutely, that's an American bullshit thing. <laughs> um, anyway. Basically, besides religious, religious zealots, there's no one just following orders now, you know, unless it's something in it for them. Um, that's got a trickle-down effect of not following any orders unless it's in your own interest to do so. So now in a weird situation with insubordination is uh, pretty much, you know... Welcome to the office for your first ever day of work, young fella. Could you please photocopy these document, documents? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off, boss. It's my turn on the beanbag. <laughs> so anyway, it's unclear exactly what the order was. The details are scant here. Are you doing something on that? Or is, that no. is that me touching this? Um, I mean, it could, you know... The order could have ranged anywhere from could you please flip that switch over there through to go get me a Coke, you little dickhead. <laughs> like, you don't know. But um, whatever it was caused them to get into a heated disagreement. And during the argument, inappropriate gestures were exchanged between the two. Again, we're here, we're left to speculate here. I can only imagine some middle finger action. Maybe a bit of tongue under the bottom lip. Yeah. That sort of thing. Maybe, a, maybe one doing the eyes at another one. Yeah. yeah you don't know. Maybe a, maybe a back of the hand flick out from under the chin while calling each other malakas. <laughs> Who knows? We're left to speculate, aren't we? Um, they remained seated during the whole altercation, even after one punched the other, causing them... Hey, this is what I love about pilots, cool under pressure. Yeah. <laughs> they grabbed each other's collars, shirt fronting. Oh, so nice. no, that's no, jump, the jump jumper punch. punching. We discussed yeah, this. Yeah, I know, mate. Don't, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forget because of my head, all my necks are stretched. Yeah. I didn't realise <laughs> some other people have their collars intact. Well, it's in, in, that, in Aussie rules, you can punch someone in the head as long as you're holding onto their collar while you're doing it. Yeah. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Yeah. Brilliant. Mate, he fell into um, it. It's physics. Eventually, cabin crew intervened, and one crew member spent the remainder of the flight sitting in with the pilots. <laughs> Again, information is scant here. No one's blabbing, but that has got to be a woman. <laughs> There's no way two blokes are stopping fighting because another bloke arrives. <laughs> <laughs> Unless he's massive and flight attendants aren't built that way. So um, they're both suspended after the flight, probably back at work by now. Oh, for sure. End of. A uh, couple of. Well, this, this is a bit meatier here. Oh. Uh, we're looking second incident today. We might have to go back in the annals a little. Uh, 
Etihad Airways, January 17, 2010. Ooh, hold on. Paris to Bangkok, Confucius's favourite destination. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is, a, this is a, a man called Jean-Louis Lioret, uh, 66, or as we'd say here, Jean. <laughs> Girl's name. Um, 66-year-old pensioner, most, most French are, uh, pensioners of some description. Well before that age. Well, isn't that um, why they kicked off recently? They yeah. were going to raise the, yeah. Well, I, yeah, that's one of the things. Yeah, it's always something. Every Monday over there, so I <laughs> fuck this. Well, yeah. Funnily enough, it's Monday again. Let's have a <laughs> let's have a parade. Um, <laughs> flying to Bangkok with his brother Michelle. That's a boy's name there too. Um, They're up to no good. Already sus. <laughs> <laughs> two blokes in their sixties going to Thailand. Oh, two brothers still talking to each other at sixty-six. <laughs> I'm sus. And they're not <laughs> twins, which are fucking sus anyway. <laughs> Especially the identicals. Not a lot in life more creepy than an identical twin, is there? Yeah. I don't think they were twins, don't I? But, fuck, you know. Maybe it's the only thing they have me in the common. What's Maybe it's that? the only thing they have in common. What? Is third world sex tourism. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they got a, it's nice to see some boys connect over something. I'll put aside the wet willies and the pulling the jumper over my head and punching me and the stop hitting yourself. Man, my brother's Let's here go. tonight. We're probably going to have the fight after this. <laughs> I don't know what over. Yeah, something. your older brothers are in this show. That's why yeah. the second one's at nine. It could have been at 8.15, but they've got to have a dust-up out the front. <laughs> <laughs> Little Caxton cuddle. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, the abridged company line for this incident was that during the flight, Gene told a passenger on two separate occasions that he had a bomb in his bag. Oh. Um, Two. Got yeah. a second one out. Yeah. That's how nice the French accent is, I reckon. Well, these, these, fun. these comments were overheard on the plane and caused some alarm. Uh, when they landed in Abu Dhabi, um, he was arrested, grilled by police and then jailed. You can detain someone in the UAE for seven days without charge. Ooh. From what I've heard, you can just fucking kill someone in the UAE without charge. <laughs> Tell everyone else to go and get fucked. We've got all the oil. What are you, you going to do? Um, his brother Michelle's version of events are uh, that a passenger asked Jean if they could put a package on the empty seat next to him. And Jean replied with, I hope it's not a bomb. Oh. In a joking manner, um, causing this arrest. This appears to be the most likely uh, version of events, I think. Um, yeah. The package contained cigarettes in the end. Uh, an official claimed that Jean Louis stated twice that he had a bomb in his bag. Two hostesses concurred and testified against Jean. Yeah. They know where their bread's buttered, don't they? Yeah. Like a, <laughs> they all just happen to be within earshot of the same guy all at the same time. Bullshit. <laughs> oh, yeah, jokes about bombs. They went down the toilet yeah. in late 2001, didn't they? And like the, couldn't... the French are good at a lot of things. I think humour's not one. Nah, it's not. They're good at looking cool smoking a dart when they're 13. Yeah. They know that. <laughs> so the fact that a French is joking with an Emirati, something's going to go wrong. Yeah. You know? They'll have a laugh at someone's misfortune, but actual jokes, not really. <laughs> um, there's some bloody great bomb jokes getting around. Some, they were humming along nicely. Now we'll never know how far they could have gone and <laughs> developed because of the nanny state. Good one. 
I don't think kids will even know what a bomb is soon enough. As for, you know, you see like a big black, black sphere with some wires hanging out of it, one of them a light, like a sparkler, and I think it's cute. Yeah. Just go and pick it up, won't I? Yeah. No, 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 um, this is a computer with a mental illness, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> Let's help it. Uh, particularly galling is making a not very funny joke to someone, as has happened here, and the audience of your joke is hard of hearing. So you, you have to repeat it at volume. It's like, oh, I hope it's not a bomb. What? I've, I've, I said, I hope, it's not a, I hope it's not a bomb. And then, you know, in any case, two brothers in their 60s off to Bangkok probably should be put in jail anyway. Yeah. Some stage. The UAE did a bit of minority report Fuck work them. there. Yeah. Before there's a literal minority report. Man, we're flying here. We, we're down to... This is... We're Good to, kid to, fuck joke, Cody. <laughs> <laughs> we're humming. That's no, good. <laughs> I don't mean it's going well, even though it is. I mean, it <laughs> <laughs> we're on a tear. <laughs> no, I mean, we're sort of, you know... We're only about 25 minutes in. It's two-thirds done. You have to, <laughs> you have to do some of that... Famous radio padding out. There's no Taylor Swift song with <laughs> Oh man, I, I doubt there's any crossover, but if anyone here tried to get Taylor Swift tickets, sucked in. I'd s- Mate, I did. Try or get? Tried. Why? Try to get Taylor Swift tickets. Why? Well, my wife and a mate wanted to go. Adults. And I was like, yeah, I'll do. <laughs> I love if I answer with no, my wife's actually underage. You'd prefer that. That would be a better outcome for you. <laughs> yeah. Now, and I, I might be an old mate. She's pretty good. She's got some tunes, man. Yeah. I know. Couldn't tell you one. I, I probably could. I don't know. I've probably heard it. It's like that fucking ginger from England. You just keep... Like just, <laughs> I couldn't tell you one song, but he just doesn't stop. He's just yeah. all the time. People talk like it's just there. Yeah. Fuck, when will this stop? It won't. They must have 15, 20 albums each. He's unstoppable now because for some reason, some people think he's hot. And that's gone to his head. No one in his life has bashed him. How old old would he be? Oh, you'd never know. Too young for a comb over. (laughs) But yeah, I don't know. I reckon I could stop him. (laughs) Again. What a brag. <laughs> oh, your 48-year-old ex-builders labourer could bash Ed Sheeran. <laughs> you heard it here first, Brisbane. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Everything should just come down to that, though, shouldn't it? <laughs> why, does, why do people think he's hot? How's it, what, I cash? I don't know. I mean, it yeah, gives you an indication of just how shallow some people are when it comes to money. So... <laughs> Anyway, our, uh, our third and final incident is a bit, bit bigger, I'm fucking hoping, because we've got about <laughs> half an hour to fill in here, Jesus oh. Christ. It's, um, it's I'm an... so happy I brought up Asian sex crimes, otherwise yeah, we'd yeah. be well under time. <laughs> oh, we could talk about that we'd all We'd be night. in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> One of my brothers lives in Asia, he could fill us in about some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
this is this this incident is an US Airways flight uh, from March thir- March twenty one two thousand thirteen. And this is this is Philadelphia to Palm Beach, Florida. One of your you've been to the Palm fuck's Beach? a French doing on that? Lost. You'll find out. It's like a French Home Alone or something. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> this Blake's name is Philippe Gennard. Uh, he's sixty one. He's from. He's from La Rochelle, the last French city to be liberated after the war. The, uh, the I was Jerry, going to say that. Jerry, Jerry's had a submarine base there. La Rochelle is it's, it's, um, it's ranked as one of France's most livable cities. That's a way to bolster population, isn't it? Melbourne and Sydney have been pulling that shit for years. Um, <laughs> livable city in the world, Melbourne, yeah. Try and fucking talk I, to And someone. I'm from there. Mm. Most livable doesn't mean most exciting or most fun. No. It just means it's easier to get a train most places. Yeah. I think. Also, it doesn't mean it's not full of fucking whinges. <laughs> uh, they don't have an index for that, do they? La Rochelle's most notable alumni include windsurfers, astronauts, painters, musicians, writers. But it's also home to music festival Papillon de Nuit, the uh, butterfly of the night, which in 2018 found itself in the news. Uh, over presenting the band Noir de Cire because the front man was none other than Bert, Bertrand Cantat. In, uh, I could have pronounced that wrongly. In um, 2003, Bertrand was touring in Lithuania with his band when he had a fight in his hotel room with his girlfriend, Marie uh, Trintignant, when she received a text message from her estranged husband. And really, so... I'm getting the vibe that this whole episode is you just showing off how good you are at no. speaking French. <laughs> No, it's ripping into the French. Eh? So, oh, fucking Duolingo heck a, yeah, yeah. As a result, I pre-booked that because I'm going to bash you. <laughs> <laughs> it's an Uber fight. <laughs> so she's had a she's had a text message from her ex-husband. So as a result of that, Bertrand killed her. Uh, anyway, sentence. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <Don't>, <laughs> Just having a look, there's not many that fit the situation. <laughs> no, I wouldn't think so. Mate, up. Mate, you say you need some breakfast radio help. Here's someone with a request. Yeah. <laughs> Bertrand, he got sent. He got sentenced to eight years for this. Good on you, Jaden. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so he uh, he served four. Uh, he had to get back to work, didn't he? The um, the festival who booked him in 2018 said, "Oh, every citizen has the right to a professional life after after justice has been done." So your mate Bill Cosby's back working, isn't he? But, <laughs> Back turn. Didn't he ask you to do his support when he comes to Australia? <laughs> I said yes, and I'm going to dress up in a very particular manner. He's not going to like it. <laughs> going to go all the way. No. Um, you mentioned you mentioned Bill Cosby. There's Bill Cosby in tonight, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. There's, a, there's someone by the name of Bill Cosby in here in this very venue. I've... One of Heggie's mates wanted to come along, and Heggie said, "Yeah, I'll put you on the door." 
under your name? Bill Cosby. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously his name isn't. <laughs> but Heggie forced him to say it. <laughs> anyway, this, uh, this flight was on its way to beautiful Palm Beach, Florida. You know who lives there? Fucking everyone with yeah. white jeans. Yeah. yeah. Everyone. Sliced Stallone. Oh, hold on. Fuck, please. Let me get the dinger. Oh, no, there's a bit of... Well, even John J. Rambo wants a bit of sunshine in his twilight use, doesn't he? Um, Conrad Black lives there. Who's that? Conrad Black? The... Um, cas- cas- the... Someone older than me just scoffed. <laughs> we were just talking about this out the back. It's nice that we have very different, you know, cultural references. Yeah. He didn't know who Ric Flair was until he made a good friend. <laughs> Does Conrad Black have an energy drink at the age of 74? No, no he does not. So Who's he's, Conrad he's Black? He's losing life. Palm Beach is also home to Mar-a-Lago. Oh, yeah. Uh, Trump's house yes. and winner of 2022's World's Busiest Paper Shredder. <laughs> um, <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> <you're> <laughs> also... <laughs> Also in Palm Beach is uh, your mentor on all oh. things political, author of 12 books and, and television pundit, right, Anne yeah. Ann Coulter. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> is she comedy adjacent? Has she, has she dabbled in... I think she's done some roast yeah, stuff. Yeah, okay. Fox News pundit. During the... I don't know if everyone's familiar with Ann Coulter. Um, during the Trump administration's 2018 family separation policy and described immigrant children as child actors weeping and crying. Sounds like one of your bits. And urged... <laughs> urged, urged Trump not to fall for it. <laughs> Which he didn't. Um, the rest of her stuff is just tough on drugs and crime. Or violent crime, anyway. Uh, Roll remaining soft on the ridge. She, she said of Bernie Sanders, I don't care about that socialist stuff, just... Can we do something for ordinary Americans? <laughs> ordinary means rich ones like her, I think. Um, tell you what, if I could swallow my pride like you do and do right-wing comedy is fucking... <laughs> it's really profitable. That is... It's like the, it's the country music of comedy. You are fucking... Simple stuff, big yeah. audience, fucking ka-ching. Compared to left-wing heggy, uh, mental illnesses for poofters. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, John Lennon, relax. <laughs> uh, for... Brisbane Man. really brings it out of us. Yeah. <laughs> for people listening at home, this is the early show. Yeah. There's still a... <laughs> um... You know who, while we're in Palm Beach, you know who did live in Palm Beach? Uh, Bearing in mind that once you move to Palm Beach, you're probably leaving inside some timber. Um, (laughs) This is, you'll need, this is uh, a few classics. Michael Jackson, Roger Ailes, Bernie Madoff, and your favourite, Jeffrey Epstein. (laughs) (laughs) Rip. Ripped a lot of them. That's a, that's a modern oh. Mount Rushmore of, of <laughs> Americans. That'd be on poster in your room. Those four in stone. 
Anyway, this is honestly, this is Rocky One up here tonight. This is a fucking slugfest. So, uh, toe to toe. Fighting in a phone box. Philippe was at the counter of. Oh, your... yeah, the French guy. That's yeah. Right. It's not all it's... accusing each other of crimes and no. saying slurs. There's a plain podcast to be done. He's in, uh, he's in Philadelphia, Philadelphia at, the, at the counter of us Airways and asked to be upgraded to business class. They said no. I reckon these days, those days are gone. Like dressing up well and, and chance your arm at a free upgrade. Charms out of style, money talks. No one gives a fuck anymore. You can turn up in a suit and still be the only one there and tell you to rack off. Remember oh, but that's too much. Say, that, you... But that's too over the top now. Yeah. Dressing up on a plane now is having socks with shoes. Yeah. Like, whoa, BRW, top 200. Also, if you're in a suit, you're not escorting someone, you're up to no good. Mm. <laughs> and you're getting searched. Like I, love seeing, I love seeing like a blazer and tie in economy. You know, one of these is wrong. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think you get upgraded unless you're famous now. Like it wouldn't, it wouldn't ever happen. Like not even Charisma, now known as Riz, would get you <laughs> the other side of the curtain. You've got to, they'd have to recognise you. <laughs> That's the worst bit, it's not even a curtain now. Oh. Virgin yeah, have even a... taken the rope away. No, they and, the, and the purple... Really? Plexiglass. No, that's still there. No, no, no not on some of the new planes, it's gone. Oh, right. I'm being on that. You can see the people in business. Yuck. Yeah. <laughs> they work so hard to have their bald spots covered by purple yeah. plexiglass. <laughs> now I can just see it. <laughs> you should be able to tap a hostess and go, can you go back there and ask them to stop looking at the back of my head? <laughs> uh, anyway, what three words did Philippe say to staff when he'd been rejected? Bearing in mind... No one really enjoys rejection. <laughs> Although it's probably a fucking fetish now, thanks to the internet. Um, <laughs> what's, what did Philippe say? Well, he's a 60-odd-year-old Frenchman, isn't he? Yeah, you might get this. <laughs> Not... Oh. Has it got fuck in it? No. Yeah, sacre bleu? No, that's two <laughs> words. That's two words. Fucking sucker blue. It's not. It's not in. It's nothing French. Uh, what is it? It is. I hate Americans. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> those words couldn't come out of my mouth. They fucking hate him. And he stormed off. I reckon the, the, the bad blood runs both ways with the, you know, freedom fries. Um, <laughs> he Philippe got on and got into coach class. That is galling. After you tried that and sat down with the rest of us filth. Uh, what did he do next? He's wearing a, he's wearing a white button-up business shirt. Yeah. Business shirt. Scarf. With, with a logo on it, as well as a black jacket with epaulettes. What did he do? Light up a dart. No. Nah. His, his logo on his, on his blazer was Air France. Oh. So he got up and he went to the cockpit. Oh, he's um, a pilot? Sat in the jump seat. Yeah. Not allowed in business? We'll rack off. I'll go fucking one better. <laughs> He said he was an Air France. He said he was an Air France seven four seven pilot, and and just sat down. You ever just walked in somewhere you don't belong? Just done. Just all balls. Do it. Say as little as possible, and you look like you know what you're doing. Yeah, I did it a couple years ago. It was my mate's wedding. It was my wife's mate's wedding. We were very drunk, and at this venue, it was a. there was a partition and on the other side there was a 21 year old girl's 20, uh, it was her 21st it was a 23rd and her 21st fight. and there is another show coming up and uh, 
there were a whole bunch of finger food plates out mm. and I was a maggot and I just kept walking in and dancing next to drunk aunties and grabbing finger food and then a bloke, this is in Essendon, a bloke with faded tats in his 60s grabbed yeah. me and just very calmly explained that he was in a business like a waste management okay. and I got sat down and spoken to him. I was fucking shitting bricks. Yeah. And then he said, why did you do it? And I said, I was maggot and hungry. <laughs> and he said, I like your honesty. And then we hung out. Oh, wow. <laughs> my wife couldn't believe it. She's looking at me going, fuck, he's dead. He's gone. A guy in the mafia is going to kill my husband. Fuck, yeah. Honesty's the best policy. Waste management's a big mafia thing in... in uh, Everywhere. Well, yeah. I don't know about here. <laughs> yeah, we've got a little bit more decorum. It's not fucking all gym parking shootouts. Yeah. You know? I'd be more intimidated if they are concreters or something so we're laying a slab tomorrow (laughs) I'd leave their fish fingers alone then (laughs) waste management oh you probably won't turn up till a day after (laughs) fuck you Um, I remember I used to when I was at uni I used to I never had any cash obviously I I used to give people uh, the university logo they had these clocks with the logo on them and I'd just steal clocks. And they'd, they'd, they'd screw them into... And give them as birthday presents and stuff. So, yeah. It's like a Robin Hood thing. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but one, one of them... wrap them up, newspaper, and give them as a... As, it was 21st. It was a bloody good present, that. So I know, there's some still around. And, but they'd screw them up. So you had to have a screwdriver with you. So it's fine. Which you always do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But Old some of them, tool belt heggy, some yeah. were real high, and there's one lecture theatre that was really high, and I took a ladder in, <laughs> and there's a there's a fucking lecture on. I just got up and pretended I was doing the battery and just took it. <laughs> yeah. That's how you do it. But see, look, look like you know what you're doing. Oh, Whatever. get in anyway. Yeah. Um, anyway, they've uh, they've discovered. Uh, not through just talking to them or anything. They, they discovered there was one less person on board than had, than had boarded. They got that, you know, that clicker, like a yeah. cricket umpire hides behind their back. Some yeah. of them have got them. They walk around and click at you, which I've just count us. Um, which still, that, yeah, that's very American too. The An clicker. old clicker, paying with check. I've seen it before. In a measuring in feet and fucking pounds. Come on. The clicking. Like, is that because, I don't know. They're going to get distracted. They've got a fucking, fucking scanner fucking that lets you... You scan a ticket to get on the plane. That's counting. Yeah, I know. Look at the computer. Still, You're on a plane, for fuck's sake. It's not the Wright brothers. Nearly every plane I get on still has someone go, oh, if Nick Cody's on board, could you please tell us where you are? How do you not know where he is? Like, yeah. he's fucking scanned on. He's there. Yeah. I don't know. How do you get past three or four checks? Dumb. Um... <laughs> He was, Philippe was, was asked To be by, fair, if you, when they say, are these people on board, they read out some names that make me think the cabin crew may be a bit racist. Yeah. And yeah, you know, I don't want to make an assumption that that's the bloke I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's never Frank Smith. Yeah. <laughs> I was on a flight, many, like 25 years ago, I was on a flight, um, oh, it's like Morocco or something, it was a French airline, and... They said on the plane, they kept asking, like, I didn't speak any French, and they're like, uh, is Eji is here? Like, and they kept, got more and more exasperated, like, H-E-G-G-E-E. I'm like, is that fucking, is that me? 
I look around for everyone. It's, oh, it's got to be me. Eventually, I got up and faced the music. And they picked you and said, you're French now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Philippe, he was asked by flight crew to provide credentials and he became agitated and aggressive. Never a good sign. He had, he had a fake ID saying he was an Air France pilot. Oh, wow. Still on the wrong airline, though. This is Eddie yeah. had. Um, every article on this matter references Frank Abagnale, the most... Oh, one of, one of the most me famous can. ...ever con man. Yeah. yeah. He wrote a book about being a con man, gained legitimacy and plenty of cash for doing so, and then, then proceeded to get upset when he was called out for bullshitting about the whole thing. Turned out it's, it's all bullshit. Oh, was he? Man, you get a Spielberg movie made out about you and your exploits with tall tales of the shit you say you did. You don't get to... Someone's going to have a fucking look into that, aren't they? (laughs) Classic tall poppy fodder. On top of that, large dose of irony to be called a famous con man, I reckon. It's like like America's got the, you know, best-known spies or something. What the (laughs) fuck? How's that go? The best serial killer. I told you my dad once when I was a teenager tricked me into doing a project on like the best three criminals of all time. Yeah. I looked up all this information and presented it to him and he said the best three criminals of all time aren't known. You yeah. fucking idiot. You cover that in one sentence. That's what makes them the Absolutely. best. Absolutely. They haven't been caught yet. They've done <laughs> this said, and this and this. I'm why sold. didn't you stop me when I was in the study? And he said, I thought you would have figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's, he, what's he fucking doing? What's Jeff been up to if he knows? If he's, that's his MO. <laughs> Um, I don't even reckon the world's best sporting events, like the world's best athletes are them, like legitimately the best in the world. Like the, this is the ones that have been recorded. Fastest ever 100 metres could just be a, a scared hiker outrunning a fucking predator or something. <laughs> <laughs> or like a swarm, be, of, yeah. swarm of bees or something. That's yeah. funny. You're fucking running fast then. Yeah. <laughs> Me out of my next taxi. Yeah. <laughs> When it comes to con men, though, it's, 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 you know, it's more of a positive that humans inherently trust other humans, isn't it? It's easy to poke fun at those. I've never had a bank full of cash to give to an African who rings me up. <laughs> when, I'm a, when I'm a bit lonely. But um, those, those loved ones are unfair, though. Like, you know, I'd like to think no one here's fallen for one, but um, sure for a way to be able to... I'll tell you how I identify a con man. It's any man asking a woman for money. <laughs> it's like the rest of us would rather just fucking die with some dignity <laughs> I'd starve to death before yeah. doing that sure. <laughs> call that toxic call that what you want but I'm not a fucking con man yeah. Yeah, yeah. alright yeah and also it's con man when it's yeah when it's an older woman who's generally been ripped off by a young attractive man you reckon that's all what they th- think is. Oh, yeah. they're never looking inwards and going, hold on, why would this member of the US Air Force want to fuck me? Okay. I'll just send him cash <laughs> yeah. and he'll tell me later right. when my beloved makes his way to my place. Quite often, yeah, it's a, it's a but... secret agent in a tight spot. <laughs> 30 so grand, so... I haven't told anyone this, 30 grand could, should cover it, thanks to yeah. it. Was... <laughs> I'm trapped behind enemy lines, so I've turned to Facebook Messenger. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Philippe was allegedly carrying a counterfeit crew member identification card and uh, police charged Gennard with criminal trespass, tampering with records, impersonating a person privately employed and presenting false ID documents. Uh, In Florida, they do not fuck around. He was being held on a $1 million (laughs) bail. That's business. 
that's a fair bit of you made a fool out of us cash, isn't it? They don't like being emba- embarrassing the American yeah. government is oh, it's punishable. Yeah. You could run an Oxycontin pill mill for 10 years, yeah. you get a 20 grand fine, or you could have a fake ID, you're in I'd trouble, s- big fella. Man, ironically, that whole joint's built on fucking fraud, and yet fraudsters, they are punished hard. Well, maybe that's why if they catch you, you're like, you're an idiot. Look yeah. how many got away with it. How did you fuck up? I get away with a lot. Um, <laughs> man, I, I don't... We're sort of going to run short here, but far, anyone got any questions? That's <laughs> oh, It's an hour, mate. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, fuck, sorry. Oh, anyway, see you later then. Well, I no, we got time. So you got any questions? Anyone? Anyone have, have I love how he gets to the end of his computer page and just stops. Oh, I'm not padding shit out. It's like, a bud- like a budgie with finished. a towel put over the cage. Just not... No, no. I can't, but I also can't get in the way of you doing crowd work for the very first time, so... <laughs> and and yet there are no questions. Because so, yeah. I know what your answers will be negative. <laughs> oh, here yeah. we go. What's that? Like a bump in your career, comedy career. Oh, bump yeah. the road, bump up. You said you a podcast. Not that type of bump. Okay. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, I have. I don't yeah. imagine. I don't imagine Nick has. I've, I fucking have. Yeah, for sure. People are turning up to stand up. Thankfully, you're not all turning up in your stupid fucking themed t-shirts and yelling catchphrases and shit in the front row, <laughs> which, I, which I very much appreciate because uh, stand up's big boy shit. It's the best. Oh, it's the fucking best. <laughs> I can tell because you can. There's no. You can start. Uh, you can start harsher material earlier. <laughs> We're normally bits that in an hour show, you go, I'll wait until 40 minutes in, no, no, I'm a good bloke. Now you can do it three minutes in, and people are like, yeah, we know, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You're all right. I'll just do a first sentence, see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes not fucking good, but... <laughs> The more I'll you lot that air, better, obviously. I said it before and I'll say it again. I've been the biggest fan of Heggy for fucking 12 years. My second favourite shows in the world to watch is Luke Heggy in a solo show and everyone in the crowd is on board. But my favourite show is when no one gets it. <laughs> it's just me at the back going, yeah! That's my Disney. None of them are getting it. This is incredible. <laughs> So, yeah, in a word, yes, thanks very much. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for coming in to stand up as well as the lowest form of the arts live podcast. Mate, <laughs> 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 he's laughing and doing crowd work. What's happened to him? A, no, I just get a kick out of insulting people and not getting bashed. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> Although I happen to know the dude with moccasins can bash. Oh, really? Yeah. I'll be leaving fast after this. After it's one of your brothers. Him. No, no, it's no, not. Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, well. All right. Well, uh, I I'm feel gonna like skull I'll... three of these and back myself to get out of here. <laughs> Bit of Popeye spinach style. Oh, I feel like if we're, if we're an hour, we've done enough. <laughs> I've, 
I've clocked off. Anyone else got anything to say? <laughs> For yourselves? What I love about Heggy is that it, it never has internal dialogue. Oh, I don't know. It never runs that through the brain. It all has lot. to come out of his mouth. No, I've got a lot. All right. <laughs> well, I guess on that unbelievable closing ceremony, <laughs> we're done. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for coming out to Midfly Brawl. One more time for Luke Heggie. And for Nick Cody. Thanks very much for having us. See you, See you later. Thanks for tuning in to Midair Brawl. This is our very first episode. Heggie, you're already shaking your head. It's Midflight Brawl, dickhead. Oh, fucking hell. Okay, ready to go. The clap. Hang on, sorry, I fucked it. Clap. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.